The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds, where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. All right, 1420 in the morning for this August the 1st, 2023. Today's show is brought to you by Caldera Lab and CalderaLab.com. Use promo code 1420LAB at Caldera Lab for the best in uh, men's skin care. And uh, use promo code 1420LAB to get 20% off their all-natural men's skin care products and uh, take care of that mug throughout the uh, dog days of August, which we're in now. And uh, thank you very much for making this part of your day each and every day, whether you watch us on YouTube or the podcast version of the show and uh, check out all our, all our great shows. And remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to bellyupsports.com and check out all the great articles and other podcasts that are out there for your listening pleasure after listening to ours, of course. Anyways, uh, the Major League Baseball trade deadline is just over five hours away uh, from, from being to fruition, being that's it, that's all. Uh, your teams will have to be set by the uh, NEOD today or even by... Six o'clock Eastern, I think it is. It's going to be interesting to see how it uh, how it all goes, how it's all going to pan out. Who becomes who becomes uh, sellers and who might become buyers in the very uh, in the minutes and hours and minutes ahead. You wonder. It's funny how you uh, we, we talked about this last week a little bit. How people's lives can change and how how uh, they can be upended. You you all of a sudden you're a, a baseball player in one city. Yeah, you're getting getting compensated well, and then a couple hours later you're on an airplane uh, going to a different city and having to uproot your family or tell your tell your family they're staying where they are and we'll see you see you in a couple of months, whatever it might be, because the kids are enrolled in school already and everything else. So you don't know what to what might happen in the next couple hours, but it can. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of players who know that they're on the trade. On, on the block a little bit that their teams might be sellers and there's other teams that are buyers obviously it's uh it's funny to, to think that these guys are sitting on pins and needles thinking don't trade me don't trade me or maybe the wives are saying you know don't trade this guy don't trade don't don't trade my husband away because we got a, a nice thing going on here they're called like i said they're compensated quite well but it's uh, always a uh, you got to put the human element into these guys who do get traded and who uh, end up uh, life's being uprooted for might be one two three months because most of these guys are rentals when they get traded this at this point in the uh in the major league baseball season or whatever uh, uh, sport we might be talking about the trade deadline uh, it's a big thing throughout sports it's a make or break for a lot of franchises some teams think that they have a good shot at make doing some damage in the uh, in the playoffs or to make the playoffs or do something that they didn't didn't think they had a chance of doing uh when the season started but they find themselves in a situation where they can go and and make a deal and uh, get something done we talked uh, as well last week a little bit about how some teams who might might have been sellers as of uh you know a week ago today let's talk last Tuesday and then all of a sudden you win uh, seven to ten or you win four in a row or five in a row and all of a sudden you find yourself in a situation where you, where you become a a, uh, a buyer like uh, aka the Chicago Cubs who had a good good really good weekend against the St. Louis Cardinals I think they won three out of four they won uh, eight out of the last ten they lost to their rival I think it's a real rival right now with the Cincinnati Reds last night Moose was there at Wrigley Field having a good time I saw he was sitting in the uh, in the bleachers in left field but you, you look at the, the team like the Chicago Cubs, who were sellers as of this time last week, and everybody was saying that Stroman and Bellinger were going to be, be leaving, and I had Bellinger maybe going to uh, my New York Yankees. We'll get into those losers in a second, but you think that's um, 
like Strowman and Bellinger because they're both can opt out of their contracts and the, the deals and all that on, and they can opt in and opt out, whatever it might be. But you, you had two, two guys who were probably going to move, but now all of a sudden they had, they had a good week last week. They're in the hunt. I think they're only three and a half out of a wild card spot. So they, they went and added, added some players yesterday. So now they are off. Uh, they're off to the, the uh, off the race and hoping to make the playoffs and see what you can do. Because once you get into the dance, you never know what you could do. Uh, we've stated before here on the show that just getting into the dance, I don't know if that does you a lot of, a lot of good because what's two more games in the big picture things two more games it's only two more games than the Oakland A's got this year or the Kansas City Royals are, are getting this year so I think you, you got to look at your team if you do have an actual shot at winning something is to go out and make a good deal but don't make a deal just to appease the fan base and don't hurt your team long term like by getting rid of uh, a player here or a player there because you might be better next year and and uh, trading uh, away a guy that, that's in the big leagues now for a prospect I think is a, it's a risky business I, I've always thought that especially in baseball because you don't know what you're getting with these guys whether their arms might get blown out because they all do whether they uh they, they can't hit the big league level and on on and on it goes because every prospect is just a prospect I've said this a thousand times here at 1420 world headquarters that no matter what you do uh these guys are just kids and these these guys they uh, all, all they all don't pan out obviously not every every baseball player pans out so i don't know know why there is such a uh a fascination with prospects and and the hopes these guys might turn out when you know you have guys in the big leagues i know finance has come into play a little bit but right now if you have a team that's that has a chance or and you're on the bubble uh going out and get, getting a prospect i don't know if that that's going to help you out a whole bunch and, and getting that done and getting getting rid of some prospects in the same like so it's a it's a real slippery slope what you got there but like i said it's interesting to see how a few wins uh here and there can uh can really turn a season around for a team and think that they're uh they're all of a sudden contenders and i wouldn't recommend that these contenders uh go out and sell the farm and everything else although i'm not a prospect hugger by any means because uh like prospects are cool, but championships are cooler, right? One of those things. So you got to look at it that way to not do that. Uh, a couple of interesting developments that happened in the last uh hour or so is the uh, last uh, night I was on the ball field last night but in the last 20 hours or so you had the uh, Toronto Blue Jays and their their superstar and who's their best player Bull Bichette getting injured he uh, is, is out a little bit he's going to be out well he's got a hyperextension of the knee so who knows what might happen there and so you, you got to think that the Jays they uh, they're on pins and needles right now with their medical staff thinking okay what are we going to do with him do we go out and get a Tim Anderson from the Chicago White Sox and, and help bolster our uh, our defense and our offense because we don't know how long our best player and it's not Vladdy their best player right now is Bo Bichette and go out and so are we, are we going to make a deal to uh to get something to replace him and how long is he going to be out can we put a band-aid on, on our on our season right now if Bichette's only going to be out for a week or 10 days uh, because it's never a week or 10 days it seems that that 10 day uh 10 day IL stint always ends up being about three weeks when it's all said and done but you, you wonder what the Jays are going to do and what the medical the medical staff's going to say because he, he like it's Bichette he's a he's a gamer he played 159 games I think he averages the last three years so he doesn't want he's not want to be out of the lineup so for him to be out that hurts uh the, the jays a lot and it hurts you gotta remember he's an arbitration guy so he's uh looking to get paid again next year on and on it goes so how, what uh, how much urgency is it for him to get back and maybe hurt his knee long term or whatever it might be the the uh the prognosis is still out there you don't know what's going to happen with bichette but you got to think that that's uh just in the last 20 hours how the jays um they were they were buyers they went and got that, that kid from um 
from St. Louis, and so you got to think that they were they were going to be buyers today and going to see what they what they what they could get, what they could do. But now with Pichette, uh, who knows? And the the question mark above his head and his flowing locks uh, that uh, go all every night and his headbands and everything else. You got to think there's a big question mark above his head that might be going on. Uh, another one that I found interesting that I uh, heard about this morning a little bit, and this guy's been uh, subject to trade rumors for uh, just a few days now. But he was going to, out of the two old timers on the Mets. I thought it was going to be Verlander that was going to be leaving the Mets before Scherzer did. We'll talk about him in half a second. But it's interesting to, to hear that all the talk about Verlander, he's uh, been rumored to go to a few different clubs already. I just saw that, of course, the San Diego Padres, they're, they're in on him. They're in on everybody. I don't know where they're getting all their money from, but it doesn't much matter. But the, the Padres are right there. They, they're, uh, they're, they're, they're trying to still figure a way out. But back to Verlander. Verlander um, is rumored to be, be going to back to Houston, where he's won a World Series, back to, uh, or, or not back to, but to the Los Angeles Dodgers. And, a, a, and then all of a sudden, like I just said, San Diego. And then a, a team that came out of nowhere a little bit, which surprised me quite a bit, was uh, him going to the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, the Orioles won again last night in Toronto. They got a hell of a team. They, they took it to the Yankees uh, two out of three over the week. And not that that's a, a major accomplishment taking it to the New York Yankees anymore. But it's one of those things. You got to think that the Baltimore Orioles, if it's if it's rumored to be out there, what if the rumors are true, who knows? Because everybody knows the money that Verlander makes. I think it's uh, he's probably owed, owed about $15 million for the rest of this season and another 43 for next season. And so that's a lot of money. That, that $43 million bucks is pretty is uh, two-thirds of what the Orioles make already. Ready, right, so it's uh, it's one of those things. You don't know if the Orioles are go- going to be in on a guy like that. I thought they would be in on Strowman, but like I said, the Strowman's out of the equation now because the Cubs are winning, and Strowman hasn't been that good the last three or four starts in in, uh, in, in Wrigley Field or with, with the Cubs at all. So it's interesting to see what's going to happen with Verlander and whether he's going to opt out uh, and and ask for that trade. I mean, it, it must be out there a little bit. He's probably open to a trade because the Mets season <laughs> has been a, a disaster. Might be the, the worst season in uh, not just baseball history but in, in in sports history the way that that Mets team has turned out you think what everything they had going for them and then Edwin Diaz went out and then uh, at the World Baseball Classic jump up and down and celebrating his knee knee was gone and the Mets season went to, from bad to worse at that point uh, and the season hadn't even started yet for the Mets so Diaz and then on and on it goes and the Mets are 18 games whatever it is below 500 way way back in the playoff standings and uh, Verlander and Scherzer were uh, two guys who weren't pitching very well for the Mets but the money that that uh, that, that Steve Cohn spent for the Mets, you, you wonder what the hell happened there because he's three hundred dollars, three hundred million in payroll, and then another hundred million in salary tax or anything else is four hundred million dollars. Yeah, that's uh, that's fourteen. He's got fourteen or fifteen billion in the bank, but you you uh, spend half a billion bucks on a team that doesn't make the playoffs. That can't be a very good feeling. And for the Mets to uh, to for the Mets to met the way they did, it's quite quite astonishing. And like I said, it's got to be one of the worst the worst performances by a team is in, in sports history, like a team that was pr- uh, prognosticated to maybe go to a world series and do some damage. And they just didn't. I found it uh, kind of interesting on, I think it was on Saturday, Friday or Saturday when the Mets pulled the, the deal to trade David Robertson, their, their closer at ex Yankee. Uh, I thought he was a really good player. Uh, they traded their, their closer who took over for Diaz when Diaz got hurt. They traded him to a uh, East division rival in the, in the Miami Marlins. And then uh, Scherzer was on the radio or on the, the, the press or whatever whatever, talking to everybody about what that trade meant. He goes, I got to go talk to management about this because he wasn't happy that the, that the bets were mailing it in. And they didn't, the, the way it sounded like they didn't, uh, they didn't confer with him 
that if, if he would approve of that kind of a trade with Robertson going to the Marlins. And it's kind of funny. He kind of had got all poopy pants and uh, he didn't like it. He's, I have to talk to management. I have to talk to management. Well, you don't. You're just a player. I understand you're a $40 million player, but management made a decision. Your team isn't that good. And for you to get poopy pants there, Max Scherzer, I don't think it was very appropriate for you to uh, to go out and say anything. And then uh, lo and behold, you, uh, you cried and whined and everything else. And you find yourself with the Texas Rangers team who's making some uh, waves there as well. So the Rangers are right there. And they went and got Jordan Montgomery, I think, too, from the Cardinals, who's a fire sale. And that's another disaster of a season that never doesn't really happen in, in uh, St. Louis for the, the team to do, do that bad. But uh, Scherzer finds himself on a World Series contending team with the uh, with the uh, Texas Rangers. I don't know if I trust their, uh, in fact, I don't trust their their reliever in Araldis Chapman, the Cuban missile. I don't think he's a Cuban uh, or a missile anymore. He's always going to be a Cuban, obviously, Brent, but he's he's not a missile anymore. And so you, you wonder if that was a smart trade or just one of those things. It's a shiny toy. And uh, he, he was just dealt out there, put out there, and uh, he's he's out there. I don't think he's making a lot of money. When when tech, when the Kansas City signed him, I think he was only getting a million bucks or something. It wasn't very much, but yeah, he's there in Texas, and who knows what they're going to do now with Max Scherzer and what they're going to do in the in the coming uh, minutes and hours into the, the trade deadline. Uh, the other interesting thing we'll get off this in half a second as well is the uh, is how the San Diego Padres are. I think they're eight and a half out of the division, five out of a wild card spot right now. Um, I think that's a pretty tough lead to 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 overcome it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Blake Snell uh, and uh, and Hader Josh Hader with the best closer in baseball right now but Snell they're both free agents at the end of the year you wonder what's going to happen with that team and then they're so they say they're in on the Verlander sweepstakes right now as well nothing's came across in the in the 14 minutes I've been talking to you it's uh, going to be interesting to see what happens there and what I find odd is that yeah you can wait for a team to come around and the talent that they have with Machado and Soto and Tatis Jr and on and on it goes and with these two guys I just I just mentioned, you you, 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 you like Musgrove pitching as well. And everybody's saying, well, you, you, eventually that talent has to come through. Well, they haven't come through through 105 games wherever they played so far. There are eight games out, so they, there, there must be a reason why they haven't won any any ball games. And to say that they're still uh, buyers and and looking to to bolster their lineup to get to that wild card spot, uh, yeah, they have a team. They have some pitchers who could do some damage. But to have a team that's never done anything of any substance. Um, yeah, they, I think with the NLCS last year, which is a big accomplishment, obviously. But for them to uh, to say throughout the year that they're close, they're close, they're close. Eventually, you are what your record says you are, and usually that time is around sixty games. Now that you're at a, the hundred game mark. It's interesting to see what uh, it's interesting to hear that they think that they're still uh, in the market and that, that they have a chance of doing some damage if they made the playoffs. And they, they could. The Philadelphia Phillies almost won one last year uh, out of nowhere as a wild card team. So you never know. But um, if, if you're not in the big dance, you can't you can't get the big prize, right? So I guess they can still still do it. But for that team with that 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 much talent to be that far out, it doesn't make a whole bunch of sense for them to still think they're in it. Eventually, you just are who you are, and that team just doesn't have the uh, have what it's going for them. And you, you look at team like the Baltimore Orioles. That's why another reason I was quite surprised that they were in on the Verlander thing, uh, not just because of the money, but just because the, the the Orioles have a team that was built through the minor league system. They have guys who played together for a lot for a few years now. They have guys who went through A ball or rookie ball and double A and uh, go to battle for each other. And they may have won a championship in double A or A. I don't do much uh, research on the uh, the wherewithal of the uh, Baltimore Orioles farm system, but it's just one of those things like you, you have a team that's built pretty good. You have a team that wins together. You have a, a bunch of 
young, gritty kids that uh, seem to like each other in Baltimore. And adding a guy like Verlander, yes, his athleticism is, is, is second to none. He's uh, going to the Hall of Fame, obviously, but you don't know what kind of locker room dynamic a guy like Verlander would bring. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I'm not saying he's a good guy, because how would I know? But I'm just saying, like, sometimes adding a adding a piece here and there at the trade deadline can do some do uh, more harm than good sometimes because sometimes your team's on a roll because your team plays well together and your team uh, has it has each other's back a little bit and they go out there and do it so sometimes yeah the uh, you can uh, upset the apple cart a little bit by adding a guy here here or there and you got to think uh, yeah you'd, you'd like a teammate who's making 40 million bucks a year to go and pick up a tab now and then obviously but uh you, you don't know what it would do for the locker room and how it would uh, how it would affect the team cohesiveness out there in in uh in in Baltimore, you just wonder how it's all going to work out for for that team, and how it's all going to work out for the Baltimore Orioles, who right now is the best team in baseball. And I don't, I don't think that can be disputed. Atlanta had a bit of a a stretch there where they went down, but the uh, the right now the Baltimore Orioles are rolling right now, and I picked them for my Brent's best bets by Bodog last night to beat the Jays, and lo and behold, they did. It's going to be interesting to see how it all turns out. Trade deadline. Is anybody going to make a deal right now to make a team uh, them, them better, push them over the edge to become a, a World Series uh, number one spot? Who knows? Because there is, I don't think there's anybody right now who's uh, head and shoulders above everybody go, like going to roll through the the playoffs like the the '98 Yankees did, or for the, uh, the 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 Toronto Blue Jays did back in '92, '93, or whatever, or the or whatever team it might be. You want to talk about World Series champions? I don't think there's anybody right now who's head and shoulders above. above. So this trade deadline is interesting because. There's a lot of teams who are in the mix right now that have a chance to do a little bit of damage and do something and may, maybe win one and adding a player here and adding a player there. How often do these trade deadline deals work? Probably not very often. They, they get a team over the edge. They maybe win you a game or two here and there and get, might get in the playoffs. But I can't think off the top of my head. I'm sure there's one. I'm sure there's 10. I'm sure there's 20 trade deadline acquisitions that have really helped the team get into a, a World Series scenario. But how often do these guys, uh, do these deals make a, make a difference? Winning's hard. Only one team can do it every year. So obviously obviously this is a brent a brent original obviously not every trade uh, deadline deal works right so you have to be really careful how you go about with your team how you about go go, go about uh, your your long-term future what you're going to do and then the upset in the apple cart sometimes isn't the best thing because there's a lot of times where uh, a, a guy is here a guy is there but you, the the owners and the and the accountants get involved in these in these deals and it uh, more often than not it goes sideways uh speaking of going sideways Ed, i don't know i, I got to get a new segment maybe it's called uh, stupid things Aaron Boone says, I don't know if you, anybody heard this. I know I wasn't going to talk about the Yankees at all because they're so far behind. They think they're ahead. They're not very, they're not very good. They're terrible. Actually, if you want to get down to it, but the last couple of days, uh, Aaron Boone and the Yankees have been a, they've been a, 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 a circus really when it comes to their media relations and everything else. Uh, after the nine, three drubbing to the hands of the Baltimore Orioles, the aforementioned Baltimore Orioles at a night where it was six, nothing before I even finished my first beer watching that game on Sunday night baseball. I think it, it, uh, it was an awful, it was, an awful display by uh, by by the Yankees and by the pitching staff and on and on it goes and you just wonder what the hell happened there and then after the game Boone uh, was put in front after the Yankees lost 9-3 Boone was put in front of the uh, the media and he says uh, and I quote he says outside of the strikeouts I thought our at-bats were building off of last night I thought we grinded out really well we made it we made it tough on Kramer we just couldn't finish off this is after the Yankees struck out 18 times Boone said they made it tough on the pitcher. Tough on the pitcher when they struck out 18 times. Two-thirds of the at-bats they struck out on. They didn't make it tough on Kramer at all. 
So for Boone to say that, what an idiot. Shut your mouth, Boone. Like, I cannot believe that they let this guy talk on a nightly basis. Yes, it's part of the the, the management. Yes, they have to. But it's, it's unbelievable that Boone would go out and say that, that they made it tough on the pitcher when they struck out 18 times. And last night, they struck out another 12 times against the, the Tampa, Tampa Rays. Uh, 30 strikeouts in two games ain't going to get it done. It's uh, it was Last night, too, they uh, they put in Johnny Brito because Herman had something wrong with his armpit. Uh, so they put Brito in as a spot starter. And then Herman came in a little bit later in the fifth inning, and he gave up no runs. It was great. Brito gave up five, and the game was over before it started again. So the, the armpit thing, uh, the doctor said, ah, it'll go away. He must have went to that doctor right beside U.S. Chicken, uh, where they sell great, great gyros, by the way, in the Bronx right across the Yankee Tavern. There must probably be some quack doctor across there. So, yeah, it'll go away. Put him into pitch. He'll be fine. It's a, The Yankees are a joke. I'll, I was going to get into them today, but I'm a little bit frustrated. I didn't think you guys wanted to hear that because the trade deadline day is a lot more enjoyable to talk about than the New York Yankees. I'll, I'll rip on them on Thursday morning when I do my Yankee Week in Review uh, and uh, post-mortem and everything else with the Yankees. But anyways, a uh, little word from our sponsors at Caldera Labs. Uh, summer is here, everybody, and the sun shines and you feel like you're standing on the surface of the sun while you're outside. Your skin deserves the utmost attention. Fortunately, our friends at Caldera Lab are here to ensure your skin is well prepared for the season ahead. Ever since I incorporated Caldera Lab into my routine, taking care of my skin has never been simpler. Their products are clinically proven to help visibly reduce wrinkles, fine lines, and signs of aging. Gain confidence and get an impeccable first impression this summer by using Caldera Labs. Don't miss on jo- out, out on joining the skincare revolution. Trusted by countless men, use promo code 1420LAB at calderalab.com to enjoy an exclusive 20% off their finest products. Caldera Lab creates a, a high-performance men's skincare product. The regimen leads off their product lineup with a twice-a-day routine to transform Form your skin. Inside the bundle, you'll find the clean slate, the base layer, and the good. Caldera Lab is made with top-tier ingredients. It's a great addition to your daily routine, taking less than a minute, morning and night, and it's here to reduce wrinkles, fine lines, and signs of aging. Avoid being the butt of everyone's joke around the pool this summer and uh, take the leap to skin royalty with Caldera Lab. Get 20% off by using promo code 1420LAB at calderalab.com and save yourself 20% on your purchase today and take care of that skin all summer long and then into the winter so you're looking good in the winter months and uh, it all takes care of it. Uh, Let's get to birthdays, get you guys out of here. On this day in, where are we? Where are we? On this day in 1993, uh, 14-time Major League Baseball All-Star Reggie Jackson is uh, inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York. Mr. October, as he was nicknamed by Yankee legend Thurman Munson, uh, after his three home runs, uh, three home runs. On three pitches, I'm reading too fast, in the 1977 World Series versus the Dodgers, uh, he had a 21-year career in the big leagues, winning the World Series five times, twice with the Yankees, three times with the Oakland A's over his uh, career. Jackson hit 262 with 563 home runs and uh, 1,702 RBIs, one of the all-time great uh, talkers, one of the all-time great guys, uh, great Yankees of all time. Never, never met a microphone he didn't like, called himself the, star, the straw that stirs the drink, and him and uh, Billy Martin had their Epic duels. Larry is number 44 crossing the plate at the old steel stadium in the Bronx. So on this day in 93, uh, Reggie Jackson got into the hall of fame in Cooperstown, New York and uh, happy birthday to 
Madison Bumgarner, born on this day 34 years ago in Hickory, North Carolina. Bumgarner was drafted in the first round, 10th overall of the 2007 Major League Baseball amateur draft by the San Francisco Giants. Uh, Bumgarner is a three-time World Series champion with the Giants, 2010, 2012, and 2014, where he was the NLCS MVP and the World the World Series MVP. And he can swing the bat a little bit too, Madison Bumgarner. So happy birthday to him. He was released this year by the, uh, they said enough, enough there in the Arizona Diamondbacks because they, they, they had a pretty good team. And uh, they said, it's uh, your services are no longer required here, Mr. Madison Bumgarner. Uh, so it's kind of happy birthday to Mr. Madison Bumgarner. Anyways, uh, thank you very much for listening to the show today. We appreciate everybody who does. Uh, thanks for watching on YouTube. Everybody who's watched and uh, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel and talk to people at the show because that's how it uh, spreads the good word. We're uh, 19 days away from our third birthday, so we've got some stuff ramped up for that. So thank you very much for uh, having us uh, be, be here all, all uh all uh, for three years now and doing this. We thank, we appreciate all the support that everybody gives us on a daily basis. Uh, go check out our merchandise store as well and get yourself something pretty and uh, support the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast and listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, like I said, talk to people about the show. We, we appreciate all the support you guys give us on a daily basis. Anyways, that's it for today's show. We'll, uh, I don't know if me and Dave are getting together tonight or tomorrow night. Uh, my people call his people the agents and stuff. No, I'm kidding around. It's just uh, there's stuff going on in the background, so we'll figure out how that's all going to, uh, to work. But anyways, that's it for today's show. And remember, it doesn't matter where you are. It's who you're with. Have yourself a good day, folks. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Take me out to the bar. Just listen to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer with the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Let's get into it.